What should be the perspective and outlook of a principal who needs to kick a child out of his school? I am Sholi Karsh, and this is Karsh on the Parsha. Welcome everybody to Karsh on the Parsha, Parsha Shoftim. Thank you for joining me. This Sheer is sponsored by Anonymous Beschus Moshe Shaptai Benaviva, Finding Hazivog Bikarov. Thank you again for joining me, and I'm excited to share words of Torah with you. This is an idea I thought of a couple of years ago. The word nus comes up several times in this parsha. For example, in the parsha of somebody who kills Bishogeg by accident, so he is able to run away, flee to a city of refuge to protect himself and save himself from the Gol Hadam, which is a relative of the person who got killed. He actually has the right to be able to kill the person who killed. That sounded very complicated, um, but hopefully you follow that. A lot of pronouns there. Um, but yeah, so uh, so he's fleeing. So the word nus, that word nus comes up several times, and that word means to flee. The word nasa, with an ayin at the end, means to travel. And the difference between the word nus and the word nasa is that additional letter ayin at the end of the word. So I just thought that the word nasa that means to travel, and it means that you're traveling to a specific destination, a place that you actually are trying to get to, point B. You want to get to point B, and you're traveling to point B. And the letter I at the end, is, which means I, if you spell the word, the letter I, and if you spell it out, it's I, which means I. So it, your, it's your eyes are looking forward towards that destination of point B. As opposed to the word nus, which doesn't have that iron at the end, that doesn't have that iron. It doesn't have the I'm looking towards forward towards something. Rather, the word nus just means to flee because you don't really care to get to a certain place um, because you want to be in that place. You're just going to that place because you're running away from a person B, person A, or point A. So I just thought of that idea. This resembles another idea with regards to the word Sholeach versus Gerish. The Malbim, in Parshas Barashas, on the word Vayigarish, so this is talking about when Hashem kicks out Adam from Gan Eden. So on the word Vayigarish, the Malbim says that the word Sholeach means that you're sending somebody or something to a specific destination. He, this thing, you want this thing to go to point B. Point A, point B, whatever. The word gerish means that you just want whatever thing or person that you have out of your presence, out of your vicinity, but you don't necessarily have a specific destination that he needs to go to. It's just that you don't want him here right now. So that's the difference between sholeach and gerish, similar to nas and nasa. What's interesting is that when you go to the next parsha, Kiseitze, when it talks about divorce and marriage, so the word... The word that the Torah uses when it talks about the husband divorcing the wife is actually the word sholeach. And it says it several times that the husband sends the wife out. So we call it gerishin. Chazal call it gerishin. And in fact, if you look at the text of a get, it does not say, it doesn't have the shorish, the lashon of gerish once. It does not mention it once. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't use the lashon of gerish. You, you, can, you can say harayat miguresh asli. And that would technically work to divorce 
a woman, but it's just interesting to note that it doesn't even mention that Shoresh there in the text of the Get. And in the Parsha in the Torah, which is the source of of a Gerishin, it doesn't even have that Lashon of Gerishin, it uses the Lashon of Shalak. So really, it's kind of a question on the Malbim. How would the Malbim explain why it uses, based on his definition of, of Gerish and Shalach, shouldn't it have used, wouldn't it have been more appropriate for the Torah to use the, the Lashon, the Shorish of Gerishin? So I wanted to suggest for the Malbim that uh, a big important so that the Torah is teaching us, a sensitivity that the Torah wants us to have towards other people, um, specifically in this situation where we have to we have to drive somebody away from from us from our presence for whatever reason. So the example of the Torah, which is that a husband is sending away his wife. So for for whatever reason, the unfortunate circumstance that they have to get divorced. So the Torah is using the lashon of sholeach because the Torah is trying to send the message that the person who is sending away his wife shouldn't just drive him drive her out of his presence and just leave her to fend for herself abandoned. Rather, the Torah uses Lashon Sholeach because it wants to send a message that the husband has to make sure that when he does divorce her, that he makes sure that she has some place to go to, her family, friends, or that she has some kind of setup, and that he does, doesn't just leave her dry out to fend for herself. Another example would be a principal. Let's say a principal, for whatever reason, has to kick out some kid who's not behaving, and he has to expel a, a child. So the it, it would be inappropriate for the principal to just say, okay, you're, you, you don't fit in our school, so we're going to have to just kick you out, and I'm sorry, and uh, just you know fend for yourself and manage, manage your, your own situation. Rather, the principal should try to find another school that the child can get into, make sure that he's set up, um, and this is something which, which we uh, just ha- have to have that extra sensitivity instead of just driving them out. So that could potentially be why the Torah uses the word sholeach, uses that lush and sholeach by that parsha. Thank you for listening. Everybody have a wonderful Shabbos.